KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Early in the course of the namesake, a young and beautiful Indian woman stands alone in a spare American kitchen pondering the riddle of breakfast. She's just come from tropical Calcutta to the ice and snow of New York City with a new husband she barely knows, an ambitious young man who has lived in New York and works in fiber optics. She knows nothing about anything in this city. Warily, she examines a box of Rice Krispies, pours a helping into a bowl, sprinkles it with curry powder, and munches a first spoonful of the dry mixture without pleasure. This immensely pleasurable film is anything but dry. It's a saga of the immigrant experience that captures the snap, crackle, and pop of American life, along with the pounding pulse, emotional reticence, volcanic colors, and cherished rituals of Indian culture. The namesake was adopted from the novel of the same name and directed by Mira Nair. In her earlier film, Monsoon Wedding, Nair evoked the drama of an extended family by bringing its far-flung members together for a ceremony in New Delhi. This time, her story is centrifugal, at least at the start. After an arranged marriage, a pair of almost perfect strangers, Ashok Ganguly and his bride Ashima, fly off to the United States, where they struggle to put down roots, succeed beyond their hopes, and raise an almost thoroughly American son, the namesake of the title, with the singular moniker of Gogol Ganguly. Ashima is played by the Indian film star Taboo. Her skill and tact are equal to her startling beauty, or vice versa. At the time of her Rice Krispies breakfast, Ashima has no way of knowing if the bookish, bespectacled man she's married will be cool to her, cruel to her, or simply detached from her as he carves out a career in his adopted land. But Ashok is, in fact, a man of extraordinary kindness and tenderness. He's played by the Hindi actor Ifan Khan, with a brilliance that's all the more astonishing for being self-contained. In other hands, this material might have been the stuff of soap opera. Here it feels improbably pristine. The story of how a very Bengali couple's son came to be the namesake of a quintessentially Russian writer is the narrative that informs the family's life. The role of Gogol is crucial then, and Cal Penn from Harold and Kumar fills it with a charming goofiness that eventually gives way to endearing manhood. Gogol's rejection of his heritage constitutes half of the classic template of immigrant sagas. The other half, reclaiming his heritage when he's wise enough to do so, brings him to appreciate the parents he's been blessed with. On that score, we've been way ahead of him. 300 presents a dual clash of civilizations, an action-adventure that pits thousands of Persians against 300 brave Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae. It also pits millions of fans of brainless violence against a gallant band, or so I choose to think of us, who still expect movies to contain detectable traces of humanity. 
Like Sin City before it, 300 was adapted from a graphic novel by Frank Miller and uses digital techniques to fill the screen with striking images. Being a Spartan, the movie tells us, was about pride, pecs, and abs. Being a Persian was about leering, body piercing, and particularly in the case of the bass-boosted Xerxes, bejeweled preening. His costume would be a stunner on any runway in the modern world. I'm Joe Morgenstern, film critic of The Wall Street Journal. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.